Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're talking about things about Germany that we'll just absolutely never get used to. Right. As long as we lived here, these things, we don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's these new things that we see that we say like, oh, they're amazing. We're so happy we have them. But these are things, for better or for worse, you're just going to keep noticing noticing them, I guess. Like they don't become normal part of the daily life right. like like other things do. Well, what, what can we do, guys, except for just start the freaking episode? Let's go. Let's go. Thank you all for joining us. This is, of course, of course, episode I almost said 55. Uh, no, that is our... Re- Wait, we're way past that, Jeff. That is our recording volume. No, uh, we are at 85. That is the episode. Thank you all for coming. Yes, thanks everyone for being here. Uh, 85, almost a 90. We're getting there slowly and surely. Yeah, I, I, I laughed whenever time somebody would say episode 100, but um, it's around the corner. So It is. It's really around the corner. We're almost there. And guys, just so you should know, this is not a uh, usual episode. We are going old school. We're doing the episode remotely through Zoom because my girlfriend has, what's it called in English? Uh, Tonsillitis, I guess Tonsillitis, yeah. um, Which is contagious. And we just found out a couple hours ago. So to be a little safe, uh, you know, it's not just COVID out there. There's other things. There's other things too. <laughs> yeah. So um, Alex is at his place. I'm at mine. And we're trying to remember how we did this during that first lockdown. I do yeah. not know. <laughs> it's been a while. It feels really weird doing this via Zoom again. But uh, I, th- I think we can do it. We're, we're professionals. You know, we work. We work right. hard in our craft. It's like riding a bike. You'll get it eventually. So we'll um, eventually. anyways, that is our dedication, man. We didn't cancel. We're like, we'll just do it remotely. So get it done. Yeah. So we, Jeff and I had this idea uh, to all of you amazing listeners that come here every single week that, so we have had an episode about our story times and throughout the years, years now almost, um, we have gotten many stories from people uh, on Instagram or on Facebook or email, whatever it might be, who sent us some really interesting stories. So we're going to formally ask everyone, if you have a cool story about being abroad or traveling abroad or language, cultural differences, whatever it might be, uh, send it to us. You can find our links on our website and um, we might make an episode about all of your cool stories. Could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, because uh, like you said, in, like these personal messages, we get a lot of people just share, like we'll mention something in the previous episode and they'll like relay their story that's related to that. And usually they're pretty funny or interesting. And today it was uh, James, friend of the podcast, who sends us a lot of cool stories. Today he was saying something about how we had mentioned getting driver's licenses in the old episode. Right. And I was just like, we're enjoying the, the stories, but it's kind of a waste. Let's have an episode where we can share your guys' stories. We can comment on them. So anyways, yeah, like you said, head to our website, go to our Contact Us page. Um, I would say if your like, anecdote is two or three sentences, maybe don't send that one to us. might be a little too short, but uh, anything longer than that works. <laughs> We're all a community here at uh, AGDW Podcast, and all of you listeners are part of this community. So we also, um, you know, we talk your ears off about what we do. So we'd like to hear what you do and then use our voices, tell everyone else what you do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be fun. I, and we all know we've all had weird shit happens to us when we move abroad. So why waste that juicy, juicy content? Let's exactly. uh, send it send it our way. And uh, speaking of 
content, but, you know, for Germany, yesterday was November 9th, as maybe some of you might know. Um, this is the infamous Day of Fate. Now, we mentioned this in last year's episode. This is a day that over the years, many important events, positive and negative, have occurred on this day uh, in relation to Germany. For example, November 9th, 1989, was when the Berlin Wall finally fell. Um, it's just a good example. There's lots of others. Go check it out online. It's uh, um, it's just a funny coincidence how all this stuff happened in one day. Yeah, a lot of a lot of very large German historical events happened on November 9th. Uh, Saturday, like a negative one was Kristallnacht, was also November 9th. Exactly. In 19, what was it? At 38, I believe. 38, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, yeah, like you said, if you Google it, there's a lot of interesting um, coincidences that happen on November 9th. Yeah, and I think normally in non-COVID times on November 9th, there would be uh, like a big celebration in Berlin and other places, right? But uh, not, not, not anymore because too big crowds, I guess. Yeah, makes sense. But speaking of crowds, Christmas markets are slowly coming back. Jeff, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I'm I'm getting excited. You know, it's it's early. We're only what like you know we're not even barely halfway through November, but I'm getting excited. Exactly. They usually start uh, at the end of November, but it seems like some places have gotten a little foot up on the competition, such <laughs> as like in uh, Potsdamer Platz, they have a little Christmas market there, or it's a winter market. It's a little bit different. They're not selling as many crafts and cool things, but there's Glühwein, there's food, there's all all the Christmas markety stuff that you like. Um, there's also uh, one at Alexanderplatz, I, th- I believe, as well. I, th- I think that one's um, November 25th, or it's like usually the last week of November. Ah, okay, that's normal one then. Yeah, I, I would say if if you're visiting Potsdamerplatz and Alexanderplatz, do not use that as your definition of a Christmas market. They're no. they're very kitchen they're mostly selling iphone cases and stuff you know True. like n- nothing really exciting but but just seeing that these ones are popping up are getting us excited because it means the real cool christmas markets like at richard platz um etc are going to pop up and also if you go to alexander platz 100 meters away is the rathaus uh or rotus rathaus right. christmas market and that's a good one that's a really great one yeah yeah that one has santa claus Literally flying through the air with sparks coming out of his ass. So you got to come see that. Yeah, that that's uh, that's actually one of my favorites because it's really easy to get to <laughs> and uh, and like Santa Claus with fire coming out of his ass. So good. It's a, it's a great family fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, so, like, we just you know we have I had daylight savings time, so it's getting darker on four thirty four o'clock now. Uh, it's only going to get worse as winter goes on. So Christmas markets are like the one little thing we can look forward to until. Um, they're over in January, and then it's just depressing and dark all the time until, you know, May. Wow. You're, you're making me feel really good, man. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it's blue winter. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> another, another thing that was not sugarcoated was the German government's new crime report, which was released, which um, basically detailed the crime statistics in the country for the past 15 years. Good news, everybody. The study shows that overall crime in Germany has dropped 15%. Sweet. In 15 years. That is 1% every year if you can do the math. Um, however, a few types of crimes that were pointed out um, as having been on the rise are, for example, incidents involving neo-Nazis, um, ra- uh, racist and anti-Semitic speeches have increased during that time, and as well as cyberbullying has increased, unfortunately. So um, those other things are pretty terrible, especially in this day and age, but I think we're seeing a rise of anti-Semitism and racism all around the world, unfortunately. Um, it's pretty garbage. 
Also, the German government is planning to bring back free COVID-19 tests like almost exactly one month after they took away these um, from German citizens and made people pay for them instead. Uh, the right. change in thought is because of the recent extremely high numbers of new infections in the country and the government doesn't want people to avoid getting tested because of financial reasons, which does make sense. And, you know, there is a big rise. And like we said, you know, last week there is a big, but there's also more testing happening anyways. So um, I don't know. It's 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 just kind of bizarre how um, wild it is every winter now. Yeah, and it's funny because when they when they made when they made the 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 Schnell test, the quick test, uh, yeah. not no longer free. You know, that's not that that was a monthly a month ago, but the numbers have changed so much since then. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, it's it's crazy. I, I, at that at that point, things were looking okay and they're like okay this will uh, get the unvaccinated uh, like an excuse to get vaccinated but now yeah there's vaccinated people who are like oh, i want free tests because i want to if i'm if i have like a cough or something i want to know if this is if this is uh you know corona or not you know what i mean so. yeah for sure it makes it makes sense so that, that that's a good thing for uh for people who you know want to get those free tests and, sure uh also tomorrow fun day which is already passed by the time this episode is released. But tomorrow, November eleventh, is St. Martin's Day, Sankt Martinstag, Laterna Fest. Yeah, I, I don't know much about it, but I know that the kids walk around with these kind of paper lanterns and stuff, and uh, it's probably based off of a guy named St. Martin. So, yeah, I think the story is he had a cape, and there was a home. He was riding on his horse, and there was a homeless person on the ground who was cold, and he gave him like half of his cape. Or, or it's, it's something like that. It's some kind of story like that. And now it's a holiday about it. And for some reason, we make lanterns. Um, I know there's more to it. And I think it does make sense. It connects together. But to be honest, I can't remember. And don't feel like looking it up at the moment. <laughs> and I think because since you work at a kindergarten, the main focus for you is just the lantern part because that's the cool yeah. part the kids like, right? Yeah, every year we usually make some lanterns with the kids. And then the, uh, the whole kindergarten goes on a walk around the streets. Uh, escorted by police, which is kind of cool to make sure we're safe. And we sing songs. We have the lanterns. It's pretty cool. Nice. But not tomorrow because of COVID. So, Oh, that's yeah. a shame. I know. It is a shame. Oh, you got, it, you got everybody all excited. Then it's like, oh, but no. Yeah. It got canceled yesterday. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyways. You, you know what's not going to be ever affected by cancel culture? <laughs> Whiskey. True, <laughs> sure, Jeff. We, can, we cancel culture, cancel St. Martin's Day. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to somehow twist that transition, and that's that's what I, I I stand by it. Okay, you can stand by that. Yes, it's true. Uh, this is a whiskey, um, once again, provided by one of you, one of our friends of the podcast, Anna, who already gave us a fantastic bottle of the Laws uh, Rye Whiskey on our Berlin meetup. Right. And she just once again sent us this bottle uh, via post. So that's super awesome. So Anna, you're a legend. Thank you again. Yeah, yeah, super cool. And it's actually a funny story. She because she's doing like a Euro trip right now. She messaged us a few days ago and said, "Hey, I bought this bottle of whiskey for a friend of mine. For whatever reason, not not gonna be able to send it their way. Do you want it? I, I only took one small sip. Do you want it? And uh, because we love free shit, of course, we said yes. We said absolutely. Uh, it's an interesting bottle. So it looks more like a little flask." Or like a big flask, yeah, actually. True. It's 200 milliliters. And it's called Sky High Rye. S-K-I-H-I Rye. And this is straight rye whiskey with apple cider. That's why it has like a has like a red apple on the front, yeah? Right. It has red apple on the front. There's nothing really else in the bottle. Um, I think that Sky High might actually be uh, apple cider brand. 
and the whiskey is Wollesheim Distillery. And it sounds German, but it's American. It was made in Wisconsin. And it's funny, too. It says, distilled and bottled by Wollesheim Winery Incorporated, which sounds German, but it's in Prairie du Sac, Wisconsin, which sounds French. So uh, a lot of influences going on here. <laughs> a lot of mixtures, of apple cider, whiskey, French, German, um, got the whole nine yards here. It, it almost sounds like wine and fruit is kind of like their main jam and the whiskey is kind of like a side thing that they're trying almost. Or could be. And I think the Sky High is the apple cider brand because on the back of the bottle has a picture of a Sky High bottle pouring into a whiskey bottle that says Vodelheim's Distillery and then pouring that into like a bottle bottle. So I think right. Sky High is the cider brand. Not sure though. Right. Okay. This will be this will be, be interesting. I don't think I've ever had a whiskey like infused with a fruit or anything like that. So No, me uh, neither. Yeah. And I picked this up at uh Jeff's place before I went home to record. So Jeff has some, I have some here. I'll crack open his bottle again. It's just a twisty though, so don't expect much everybody. <laughs> here we go. Ready? There that that's it. Sorry. That was that was awful. Pour myself some. Do you already have some in your glass? Yeah, I already, I already pre-poured. Yeah. Nice. All right, I got that bad, Larry poured, and uh, yeah, cheers, Jeff. Oh, can you give us a yeah fake cheers? Yep. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see what happens. Whoa, that's interesting. Whoa, that's a thing. That is. Interesting. That, that that is that is a liquid. Yeah, uh, it's sweet. Yeah, it, it's sweet. I think for me, just right off the bat, it's maybe the balance. It's maybe like a, maybe a little too much of the apple and not enough of the whiskey. But but overall, I, I, I'm not disliking it. It's just uh, yeah, I'm just not used to fruit fruit being in there. You yeah, know? I don't know. It feels like something you would drink at like a Christmas market. You know what I mean? So I, I think it would be. It's perfect for like a cold day. Uh, next to a fire, maybe, you know? Oh, it's definitely got a wintry feel to it. I do, yeah, I, I kind of want to, yeah, be in front of a fire right now and drink this. It's really, it's really nice. Yeah. But yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Yeah. Before we get into this episode, everyone, please, if you'd like to, if you're enjoying the show, to give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate them. We read all of them and it keeps us going and lets other people like you learn more about our podcast. And also check out our website. It's agdwpodcast.com. You can find all of our links there. You can contact us there if you want to send us a story and all of our whiskeys, our whiskey reviews, uh, some other, little extra content as well. Uh, yeah, check it out. As he mentioned, you know, the reviews help. And of course, donations also help us keep going. You know, we haven't had a sponsor in a while. And if you feel so inclined at that beautiful website, he just mentioned, if you go to the yes. bottom of any page, there is a nice PayPal donation button. So um, every euro helps. And thank you to everybody who has sent us a message, sent us a donation previously. You guys are awesome. And there's really no way to say how cool you are. Really. No, absolutely. We appreciate every single one. I mean, it's literally keeping this show going, those donations. Without them, we'd be really struggling. We'd probably done an episode like 40, you know? <laughs> yeah. I wish you guys knew how much we would be struggling without them. So th really, thank you. Thanks so much. And without further ado, these are things about Germany that we'll never get used to. And that, 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 that we'll or will? We will never get used to. Okay. Gotcha. We'll. Like you're saying that, that, that will never get used to. We'll. 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 Will. <laughs> Anyways, what's, what's what's the first on our list? I, I think the first one's probably the most obvious one that uh, most people living abroad can relate to, and that is just being without family. You can't get used to that. 
That's always the no, and it, ne- it never really gets easier, and maybe even like a sli- slightly harder as the years go by, especially when you have big gaps because of Corona. You're not able to travel to the states. You know, like you recently just had what two years, two and a half years without your family. I, I've had three, two yeah. years. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, it's just I'm not gonna say. It does get worse, but I don't mean like, you know, we're constantly crawled in a ball, like depressed, crying. But like, um, it's, it, 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 yeah, it hurts when you really, when you sit down and actually think about it, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, I feel like in everyday life, it gets easier because, you know, you're just not seeing them as often out of sight, out of mind in a way. But then, you know, almost like every day you just have like a little thought. You're like, oh, mom, dad, sister, and like, mm-hmm. like all these exactly. people in your life. And then you're kind of like, oh, well can't really go see them but luckily we live in the 21st century you know where we can facetime them or zoom them as easily you know as anything so that that that's really nice at least without that i don't know if i'd be able to survive to be honest but uh yeah yeah you can't get used to it yeah i mean but but i think also the technology is one of the reasons why we'll never get we'll never um get used one of why it's one of the things we'll never get used to because I mean, we're both constantly receiving, you know, our family sending us, oh, picture, look at your niece, uh, or or yes. hey, it's, it's dad's, it's dad's birthday. Look how fun it was. Everyone was there except for you, and um, that never stops hurting. That you never get used to that because no, never. you do see, you do see these great like events, and or people just describing, hey, you know, Kelsey came down with the kids and blah blah, blah and it was such a great time, and you're just hearing, and you're and you're like, it's. You'll never get used to just hear hearing stories about these cool events, rather than just you know being a part of it. You know. Yeah. No. Hundred um, percent true. It's it's definitely difficult, but uh, it's it's something you have to live with if you want to live abroad, and uh, that you have to weigh. You know what? You know is, is living abroad worth it for you for, to be away from your family? Um, as brutal as it sounds, but I mean it has to be right because otherwise, why would you live abroad? Yeah, and for and for some people, you know who. Um, you know, they, they don't go, a day doesn't go by where they don't call their family, even when they live in the same city or state. Right. People like that, I know they, they last only a couple months in living abroad and then they just can't do it, right? And then they yeah, go back. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and, and that's why it's important also. Uh, and like like we've talked about before, it takes uh, a lot of time, maybe even a few years, but you kind of find your own little family, your chosen family when you do move. And, and you know, the, those, those friendships carry a long way. Um, I mean, without them, because then you have, you know, with, you know, nothing. You know, so it's really nice to find good friends that become your your family. You know, you celebrate holidays with them, you do everything with them because they're who's there, and you love them. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think that's why the first few months moving abroad are probably the the hardest because you you know you don't have those friends or that new kind of uh, family circle like you you mentioned, and so it's just kind of you alone. And you're missing all the connection from your family, so it just kind of like can emotionally suck you dry if you let it. You know what I mean? So right, um, exactly. So it's so it's rough, yeah. But yeah, next on our list is if you've listened to the show, an obvious one and one that just it never becomes easier for me, and I think Alex no. feels the same. And this is anxiety about red tape and bureaucracy. And yes. I know living abroad anywhere you got to go through paperwork and you know visas and all kind of stuff but germany is to another level and just and i I think i was telling you the other day you know i've worked here as a freelancer for 10 years and as a freelancer then there's even more red tape on top we're constantly send this to the finance app fill out this form blah blah blah. and i told you even after 10 years i still don't feel like i've got it there's there's still a constant question mark of am i doing it right 
um, because depending on who you talk to, the rules are different and the rules exactly. seem to be changing. And that's what I want to say. It's also the, 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 it's not consistent a lot of the times, like your yeah. experience at the, at the, um, at the visa office, immigration office is different than my experience, even though we could have going for the same exact visa, but for some reason it's different for both of us. And that like, I've been there multiple times and every time I go there, it's always different. And that's also frustrating. And I, and I think that is the, actually maybe the main reason why this is a thing about Germany you'll never get used to because you can't because the rules keep changing, you know, and one person's like, oh, yeah, you need this one document to do this thing. And another person's like, right. oh, I didn't need it. And it's like, well, what's what's the answer? And there, there, think about, the answer is there is no answer. It just everybody kind of every German bureaucrat you meet kind of just uh, makes it up their own rules. And that's, <laughs> it I, feels that way, doesn't it? <laughs> that's super annoying. It's incredibly annoying. And also, uh, kind of transitioning to the next topic is their lack of technology that they have in these offices. So they still fax things and they still want everything by paper. You can't email things. And this, this just makes everything way more frustrating because it means you have to go in person. And if your German's not great, or if you can't speak, you know, very bureaucratic German, these things can be incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Um, where if you just email things, you don't hear the forms, you go on your computer and Google translate things, get everything you need to get done. But they don't do that here because they have lack of technology. There's, like Germans are like tech, technophobes. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird because you know it's like biggest economy in Europe and it, Germany. It seems like they're technolo- technology technologically advanced. But oh, and by the way, Alex didn't mention it, but we have moved on. This is uh, the, the third thing why um, why we'll never get used to, but is the lack of technology here. And um, the reason you can't get used to it is just because, yeah, it's just for some basic things in your daily life. You just look at it. I can't, it's hard to give an example, but you just look at it and you're like, why is it this way? You know what I mean? Like, this is so outdated. This is 20 years outdated. It, even, you know, with visa stuff and what it do, and, you know, documents, but also just kind of like daily life. Yeah. Every, like you said, everything is by mail. Even when there is a website, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. Things take very long time. Yeah. Te- yeah. It's just like they're just behind and, I won't get used to it until they stop being behind. But in ten years, they have they're just they. I mean, they, they keep progressing, but they keep remaining about ten years behind of wherever you're. Yeah, we're I, at. Mean, you know that, I mean that, that's true. At least it is slowly getting better. Like I have a good example. Um, if you're sick and you go to the doctor, you need to get a something called a Krankenschreibung, and it's like a a note to your work that tells you you've been sick for this many days, and your work gets one just saying how many days you're sick for, and then the other one you get with what you're sick with and you send that to your insurance company so things can work out. I don't know what they do with it. But mm. for the longest time to send it to the insurance company, you had to send it via posts. And like, I don't even like, I haven't sent anything with snail mail in, I don't know, like ever. I'm, you know, we're 30 years old. We're past that. So I had to like figure out, I was like, where do I even get stamps? Where, where do I send the, like, I don't even know how to use it. Uh, which is all, it might be a me problem because I just, you know, don't send things on post. Uh, nowadays they have an app we can upload it with the app which is great so but again that only came like two years ago in you know 2018 2019 so yeah absolutely yeah and another good example that the only reason it's on the top of my head is because I, I saw it the other day i was reading an article and the article was by um airbnb and airbnb has had trouble in berlin because you know there is a there has been a housing crisis right and people don't like that you know half the houses are just being, you know, rented on Airbnb, right? And are being yeah. used by people who actually live here, right? Totally agree. Uh, and, fair, and fair enough. So like uh, a few years ago, the, the German government cracked down on that and said, okay, if you want to post on Airbnb, 
uh, you got to um, fill out this a form, apply, you know, apply when we only approve, approve a certain amount, et cetera. But in the article, and again, I'm not supporting Airbnb or whatever, but they mentioned they're like, Berlin is one of the few cities on our platform that still does this snail mail. He's like, every other city that we do, it's an online application. And they're like, <laughs> it's even it's and they're like, it's even better for the city because then the city just has this digital database uh, and list of everybody who's applied, what their information is. Is like, whereas they said the current system is, you have to apply by mail, and somebody at the uh, at the German at the Berlin, uh, you know, town hall has to now take all this information, type it into a computer. You know what I mean? Put it into it. Yeah. Whereas if you could just sign up digitally, it's there. You know, like it, it, it's it's things like this that just don't make sense. Yeah, it, it, and that's the thing. A lot of times, it just doesn't make sense. I don't. But hey, like you said, they're a for for third highest economy in the world. They must be doing something right. I right. I, I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't know what the reasoning is, but um, it's there. I don't know, just with real mail, like, I always get scared because I'm like, what if, you know, especially when it's important documents, what if it gets lost? Like what, you know, yeah. you know, it's why I, I don't, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. You guys, you can tell definitely something that we will not get used to. Yes. And, uh, let's, let's go to the next point, Jeff, something that's not as, uh, annoying as that. And this one is also pretty personal. Well, I don't know. This is, this, this is, is actually pretty, pretty annoying. annoying and sad. <laughs> that's true. Uh, this one is, uh, Always having that feeling that you don't like 100% belong in where you live. Mm. That's hard to get used to. Yeah. And that's, it, it's, it's a shitty feeling, but things that percentage it changes, you know, when you first moved abroad to like, say Germany, you like that first day, it's like you 0% feel like that you belong. Right. And then kind of right. each day, like, okay, finally you get an apartment, maybe you get a German girlfriend, maybe your, your, your German language skills improve that percentage goes goes up but it's one of those things that even after 10 years i think i'm at you know i don't i couldn't give a percentage but i'm at like 80 90% feeling like yeah. i belong here but i kind of accepted that it's maybe if i'm here 50 years it's never going to go beyond maybe that 90% 95% there always be that feeling like you are not german and this isn't quite your like 100% your, yours you know what i mean no for sure i i think it's easier I think it's easier than Berlin because Berlin isn't is an international city. So mm. you have a bunch of people that might have that feeling they don't belong. Therefore, kind of making you feel like you do belong. Sure, you know what I mean. You got like a support group, yeah. Exactly. So you know when you when you walk down the the, the street, you know you see people from all over the world, and then we're like, you know what? I'm also from around the world, and you do feel like you do belong. But especially when I'm outside of Berlin, I do have that feeling of like I do I do not 100 percent belong in this place, and I. I feel like I'm 80, like you, 80, 90% there, right? But there's still that little sliver of like those few things you don't understand or uh, those meetings you can't go to because a German is very specific German or, you know, you put the TV on, you can't understand the news super well or just like reference, cultural references you might not get. Yeah, exactly. The reference, you know, you're hanging out with a group of Germans. There's going to be a bunch of references that are just over your head and right. you're like, like okay, that's not funny to me because I don't know who that is. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that's just part of living abroad when you didn't grow up somewhere. But but um, yeah, and again, I mean, we've both integrated ourselves pretty well. I say so. The better you know our language fluency gets, it gets better. But I think even if say you're 100 percent fluent, you'll still constantly be reminded, okay, you are from somewhere else. You're not a full German. You know what I mean? So um, it'll I think it'll always just be there. And, and, and that's what the, when people say, you know, take yourself out of your comfort zone, like that is out of your comfort zone. And then it's kind of funny because even though it's true, you know, you don't feel like you 100% belong, 
that like out of the comfort zone almost kind of became my comfort zone because <laughs> I'm so used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. I don't even feel the same way, but I don't feel that way where, uh, where yeah, like kind of being this, like always not, like we said, like 89% there is kind of like comfortable for me now. It's weird. It's totally weird. And I, I think maybe that's kind of like that l- feeling of relax. Like when you go back to visit the States, because then it's like, okay, 100%. So oh, suddenly you, you get that extra 10% because- you know, you born there, you spent your childhood there. Here's your family. Here's right. that. Here's the neighborhood that you grew up in. You know everything. You know what I mean? Not that like, oh, I need to move back for those two weeks. You kind of like, ah, oh, that is that feeling. You know what I mean? And then I think we're making it sound more depressing than it actually is. It, yeah, it's, it's really not that bad. It's not something you think about. Plus, you like hanging out with you or my or your other friends or my girlfriend or just like living my life. It's not something you think about all the time. It's just like once no. in a while there'll be these moments, right? Yeah, you just won't get. Actually, you know what? Maybe I maybe I take it back. Maybe I am used to that. Maybe that's something that I am used to now. Now that I'm really thinking about it, I, I think I'm I'm used to not being used to it. I'll say that. Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. But I, I but in general, I'm not used to it because like it'll always be there. You know, it'll never kind of go away. So that's why I'm not used no. to it. But I'm I'm used to feeling that way. So a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And I do apologize if anyone can hear because uh, I'm at my place and I'm right near a window. Uh, the church bells behind me but they're playing nice and loud right now. Okay. I, I can't hear them. So we, we do have fancy microphones that are, um, you know, n- not meant to pick up things from far away. So who knows? That's true. We are pretty fancy. Speaking of something not fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not fancy at all. One thing we'll never get used to are poop shelf toilets. Damn poop shelf toilets, which we've talked about extensively before. Go back to our old episodes. I think we have one episode fully on bathroom stuff. <laughs> if we don't, we really should at this point. Or just go back. Check. If you don't know what poop shelf is, uh, you can figure it out with a little Google search. I mean, I don't know. Anytime you Google poop, um, you should be warned what might come back your way. But yeah, just right. search Germany poop shelf. You'll figure it out. I haven't, I haven't gotten used to those yet. They're just weird and stinky. Not better or worse, just weird and stinky. And it's just... Well, the thing is also it's put, it's like putting on display, you know, your, your creations, your, 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 yeah, your number twos, man. Like, it's just like, just sitting there, like it's on just like a table and yeah, I'll never get used to that because I'm just so used to just like going bloop into the water, going down into the bottom, <laughs> you know, going to the bottom of that bowl, kind of hiding down there, you know, at least away. Yeah. Like it's, it's not smelling, you know, it's not just like sitting in the open air, like getting a tan, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, I think that's kind of it. That's why it's so stinky. It's just chilling in open air like a dog's dookie would. So, <laughs> this is our good family-friendly content that everyone comes to her, right? Yeah, but yeah, that, that'll, that, that'll never get used to. What about um, number 53? I don't even know what number I wrote. Whatever. What about the next one? Uh, yeah, another one would be the lack of space or lack of storage. And ah, obviously, yeah. it isn't everywhere in Germany, but you know, in Berlin, in a big city, and I think just also the mentality of Europeans versus Americans, we just don't have a lot of stores for things. There's not a lot of place to put all of our stuff. And I just cannot get used to that because it's super annoying. And even as you get older and you kind of like each time, you know, your apartment gets a little bit better, you're never going to get to the point where you have this America style apartment where every room has a built in closet and you have this right. huge garage. We're always constantly fighting for, for space. I mean, you know, we're both lucky we have like small little basement units, but. You know, yeah. again, they're small, but yeah, in the house, it's like constantly f- trying to find places uh, where you want to buy this thing, but you know, you turn to your girlfriend or 
she turns to you and it's like, okay, we, where are we going to put that? You know what I mean? We're going to put it. Yeah, because we just have less space than you do in the states. Because uh, just you know, houses, houses, and apartments are smaller in Europe. I mean, it's just kind of a fact of life. And that's also one of like the bizarre things generally is you know I moved here with literally just a suitcase, and I think maybe a backpack as well. Let's add that in there too. Let's say a suitcase and a backpack. Yeah. And that was all I had. I had clothes and my laptop and a backpack and a phone that didn't work here. So nothing. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth bringing then. And now, I, now it's, it's really it's like you just accumulate things. And it's, I'm like, where did I get all this stuff? Where did this stuff even come from? I don't remember, I don't remember buying any of these things. You know, it's just like there. <laughs> and with lack of area to put it, like we moved to a bigger apartment recently, you know, six months ago-ish. But still like, there's still not enough space for some stuff. Luckily, like we have the basement just just jam packed with garbage, and I, we I gotta go through that all that stuff. You know, it's like is it, is it like is it like floor to ceiling? Yeah, it's floor to ceiling. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And this little what like two square meter tiny little area that we have little prison. But yeah, the, like just like you said, the built in closets would just make a huge difference, and they just don't exist here. Even in the big houses, you rarely see built in closet. Yeah, you always have to buy this actual like piece of furniture, this wardrobe, which then is just taking away a huge amount of space from your living space. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, um, and that's why you know we don't buy a bunch of wardrobes to, to house all our stuff because then your rooms just get smaller and smaller. So it's yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a constant battle, man. It, it is a battle, and then you know th- that's why spring cleaning is extremely important because like, all right, what can I get rid of? And you find all the stuff you've had for years. Like you know what? I haven't touched that in forever but i like keeping a lot of things too because you know i'm kind of a hoarder yeah right <laughs> <laughs> all right another thing jeff that uh it's kind of hard to get used to in the most wonderful way is right. just the ease of it's just the easy traveling like how easy it is to travel anywhere you want to go and how sometimes like like i forget that like on a weekend i can just you know dip off to italy if I want to, for very inexpensive prices. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, past two years has been different, but yeah, normal. Yeah, I think we forget, especially. I mean, we are next to, you know, a major airport in a major city. Yeah, at any moment we can go and visit the places that, like Americans, that's the one time they visit Europe. You know what I mean? Whereas we could go right to thirty of those locations in a year if we want. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 such a positive that you don't get used to because it's just so fun to be like oh i want to go to crete you know freaking island in the middle of the mediterranean you know sexy uh, okay like you know two three hour flight no big deal and then you know uh like 50 euro uh with easy jet or whatever you know what i mean like it's so easy yeah it, it's unbelievable and it's not just like living in europe it's living in berlin specifically because we're so center in the middle of europe mm. that like north south east west you have just so many things within two hours. You have so many countries, different cities and cool areas and different cultures to explore and, and be a part of that. You know, if you live like down South, maybe more difficult and more East, more difficult to get to the West. We're right in the middle. It's incredible. Absolutely. And I, I feel like, I mean, well, yeah, because of Corona, we haven't taken advantage of it as much, but I think also, I don't know, as I got older, maybe I, I get, I get too, or I, I forget about it sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I think the first four or five years I lived in Berlin, I was traveling like two, three times as much because I, w- I was constantly just looking on Ryanair, EasyJet. Okay, 10 oh, euro, yeah. 10 euro flight. Dude, I'm going to Oslo for, you know, for two days. Okay, oh, 10 euro flight. I'll go to, you know, to, to Dublin or whatever. Um, was doing it all the time because I had never had that situation where, I mean, because even if, you know, I live in the States in Santa Cruz, you know, 45 minutes away from SFO, from San Francisco airport, huge hub. 
but still, it's not the same where, oh, yeah, I can travel to Chicago or New York anytime I want. You know, it's like, A, the flights are, you know, it's a huge country, so a flight to New York, that's five and a half hours, right? Yeah. And also, yeah. the, we don't have these low-cost uh, air carriers, so it's not going to cost me 50-year round trip. It's going to cost me... I don't know what to New York from you know California of three hundred dollars or a whatever long the flight too you know like you're, you're talking about five five six hours from exactly. LA New York where you know a flight from here to Florence is like two hours or going to London is two hours you know and, and Amsterdam's like what forty five minutes or so you know what I mean yeah uh, exactly it's it's incredible or you just take a train it'd be better for the environment if you want you know it's like there's so many options just so easy um, and I'll just never get used to just that easiness even if sometimes I forget about it you know. Um, I was thinking, like, oh wait, oh yeah, that's right. I live in the middle of Europe. That's really cool. It's really special. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll never stop getting amazed by that for sure. And something no, that, never. And something that uh, kind of ties in with that, not getting used to in a positive way, is Berlin itself. I mean, um, okay, I, you know, I think, and I, I tell me if you agree. I, I'll never really get used to a living in Berlin, and by I mean that in a good way, but also just. Berlin itself, because it's just, it's kind of crazy how much Berlin has to offer. You know, you've got, yeah. you've got the city, you got surrounded by forests, you got the nature, you know, 15 minute S-Bahn ride away. You've got so, it's, and it's this big, uh, you know, capital city. So you have so many different events and you, and you can live here 10 years and not even scratch 1% of the bars or restaurants or cafes in the city. You know, you live here so long, but still, you'll 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 come across beautiful streets that you're like, "What? This is this has been here this whole time?" You know what I mean? Like you just, it's 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 just it's a cool city, you know. And sometimes maybe you kind of forget that for you know a little while, but then I think it always comes back, you know. Oh, a hundred percent. For example, last weekend uh, I was meeting you for brunch, and then uh, we went out for a bit. But on the way there, I was taking the Ringbahn over. What you said in previous episodes, the ring is, you know, the best just to, like, see the city. <laughs> and I have some, like, I was listening to some German punk. And so, like, just, like, I don't know, listening to German punk, looking at the ring bond. It was a really nice autumn day. And just looking at the buildings and leaves changing, just, like, the people and the cars and everything. I was like, man, like, I really, really love this city. And I've been here for eight years. So, like, I've been, I've done this ride a million times. I've seen the same buildings all the time. But for some reason, I was just very, I don't know, cathartic about it. I just loved I just love living here and like I always discover new areas in the city just walking around and you know even after brunch like what should we do now we just went for a walk around and we found um, some cool areas went to a cool bar and like I don't know just I'll never get used to just how cool the city is and how big it is and how much of it I haven't explored yet and um, I'm looking forward to doing all of that until you know I'm dead <laughs> oh my but yeah that's like honestly the perfect example of you because people are like ah what do you mean never can never get used to Berlin, living in Berlin, but like, yeah, you live here eight years, you're on the train, you've been on a million times, but to look out the window and have that moment of like amazement, like, oh, cool. You know, like yeah. that's the perfect example of you not getting uh, used to something. Yeah. And, and and like you said, man, like we met up, we went to brunch at some random place and cold feets, uh, Keats, and then we just, hey, let's go for a walk. We walked around for hours, um, went back to our place for a little bit, then went to this little dive bar, then went to another bar. Yeah, super super cool night. Like uh, that was that's, fun, that's man. Like, that was my good. opinion, it's like a really nice, just like Berlin day. You know, let's find somewhere to eat, find a nice brunch place. We found an amazing place with some awesome avocado toast with poached eggs on top. It was so good. And then I really had no plans. We just walked around. We found a little um, kiosk in the middle of the road, grabbed a beer, walked around some more, and it's just like you 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 can't get bored really in the city. 
you just walk around, you'll find something to do. You'll stumble upon something um, or something you haven't seen before, some historical monument that's really interesting. And I don't know, I, I just can't get used to that. Like, I feel like that I don't deserve to be living in such a cool place. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and everyone could like be like, ah, well, all big cities are cool, but it's not really true. You know, I've traveled to a lot of places and some, you know, big cities, and yeah, they're fine, but they don't have enough to really like keep keep sure. me energized for years and years, and you, you know what I mean? And um, and even my dad says it every time he visits me, he always, he's always like, yeah, you know, Berlin is really cool. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm like, yeah, you're, and he, sometimes when he says that, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right, actually. You know what I mean? Like you, for half a second, you forget it, but you're like, yeah, you're right. It is really cool, you know? But I, I like what you said, uh, to keep you energized for years and years and years, and I think that's a really good point about the city, because it's so... Um, wide and spread out without a real city center and without all, you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of the amenities that other cities have within a close distance, you know, in the center in the old district, whatever it might be, old town, Berlin doesn't have any of that and it's very spread out. So it's very different from district to district and it's very, uh, wide. So it will keep you entertained for years and years and years. Completely, completely. Um, you know, the only bad thing about it, which I think will be our last one thing, last thing that we'll never get used to. And I truly, you know, being from California, we'll never get used to this. And that's the cold, dark four, five, six months of winter, whatever it is. I mean, it's just, I'll, I, even after 10 years, I'm not even in the slightest feeling better about it. You know what I mean? Like it hurt, it hits me every time just as hard. No, uh, I 100% agree with you. And I'm from New England and, uh, we, we have pretty harsh winters. You know, it's, it, it is dark. We get a lot of snow, which is nice, which you don't get really here. But yeah, the, 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 the darkness is... And the gray. definitely... And, and the grayness, that's it. I think that's it. Like, we don't have... You know, a lot of places, they have these kind of cold days, but like blue skies, maybe some sunshine. But us, it's just like... It's kind of like England, you know, it's just gray all the time, overcast, depressing. It's just... It's rough. Yeah, it's, it's too much. And uh, it's really hard to get used to. Um, and that's why, you know, I started taking vitamin D, uh, in the winter, try to get that deficiency, you know, oh, good not idea. deficient. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's, it's really helpful. Um, especially for people who are affected from seasonal affective disorder, um, which, which is, is pretty, I think everybody. it's pretty rampant around here. Just, yeah, yeah it was like, everyone. uh, it, it, it is pretty brutal. Um, cause like right now, for example, it's only November and it's getting dark. Like I said, at four thirty, four o'clock. <sighs> and by the time January rolls around, you're talking about like three, three thirty ish, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and even and in between, it's not sunny. You just, it's just, it's just gray all day, and I just can't get used to that. It's it's a lot. Luckily, the summers and springs and autumn make up for it, but the winter is is brutal. Yeah, I mean, you know, at, there's a point where you come over to record the podcast after work, and by then at five, it's already for an hour been pitch black, and so it's, right. psychologically, it just makes you think like. Oh, it's 10 p.m. Yeah, it makes you just tired and depressed. It's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, and, and the fact that you don't get like a respite in between is just kind of right. like gray, gray and dark during the day anyways and cold, so you don't want to go outside anyways. The, the, the one positive I would say is that like sometimes when I feel like it's super late and I look at the clock, I'm like, oh, it's only 7 o'clock. I still have the whole night ahead of me. That's kind of nice. Oh, true. But yeah, that, that's, that's like the one positive in a sea of garbage. That's like going yeah to the bottom of the toilet, just scraping out a little nugget of positivity. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, oh, it feels it feels later than it is. Real cool. <laughs> but yeah, kids, drink that chocolate milk, get that vitamin D. Uh, you know, it's gonna help. Exactly, and uh, also what helps uh, in terms of drinking Ooh. is whiskey. Right, we got something uh, a little better than chocolate milk, I would say. 
We do. And again, this is a sky-high rye with uh, 35% alcohol. So it's not as alcoholic as other whiskeys are, which I'm feeling today. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, how, how, how much did you say? What was it? 35%. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not bad. So I, I feel different at the end of this episode than normal episodes, which is kind of funny. It's because normally by now we'd have like a bunch of chicken in us because usually we go to Riza, get chicken beforehand. And I think we're both, or I don't know, did you sneak in like a, a dinner in between? No, I had no food, but also there's like no alcohol in here either. So I'm feeling pretty sober. Uh, I in other episodes, I feel a little bit tipsy, you know, I feel a little <laughs> bit loosey-goosey, you know. Yeah. Um, but not with this guy, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so there's a sky-high rye with, uh, with what is it called, um, apple cider in it. And I got to say, it's definitely something unique and different. I'm really happy that we've had this. Oh, no, and yeah, thank Anna again for sending it. Super nice. Um, but, you know, as as a whiskey... It's I don't know. It's not something I'm gonna really go back to. It's it's and again, it's not because it's bad. It's just anything kind of mixed in the fruit. I don't know. It's just not my not my uh, deal. I think this could be this could be cool in like an old fashioned or something maybe. Yeah, maybe as a mixer. And again, like in a certain situation. Again, if I was out in in a garden, blanket around my shoulders and a oh, yeah. fire, fireman, like yeah, this would be perfect. But just like nice. sitting inside, um, I don't know. I it's just I just give it as like a, I give it like a six. A six. That's fair. I, I do give it some extra, some extra points just because it's creative, and a lot of times um, when you mix things, it comes out really bad. And this actually is good. Like it tastes good. It just doesn't taste like much of a. It doesn't taste like doesn't have that whiskey really flavor to it. It yeah. definitely has this more appley, alcoholic apple cider. Is this more apple cider mixed with whiskey than whiskey mixed with apple cider? It, exactly. And I think if the balance was a little bit different, I would like yeah. it more. And again, I I, I want to say like 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 you said. This is good for what it is. It absolutely is. But just just this kind of a mix is just not my not what I'm typically going for. So that, that's why I'm giving it a six. Not because it, it's bad, but as far as apple infused whiskey goes, I'm sure it's pretty good. It's just that's just not my not my thing. I'm gonna give it a seven uh, for a few reasons. One is like I said, the mixture is kind of interesting, and they did a good job with mixing these things in a in a, in a way. Yeah. Uh, but two, the bottle is a small little bottle and a flask. Now, I don't know if they all come like this, but if they do, um, then I like it more because this is something I could put in my jacket and go out to a Christmas market and drink this for a little bit. You know, like this is nice sure. to take with you in the winter. You know, you want us like a little bit something nice or like at a football game or something. I don't know. But so like for that, yeah, I kind of give it a little extra point because for its in its bottle and the flask like bottle, it has its purpose. It has its charm. Yeah, yeah. You say you're going on the slopes. You're doing some snowboarding. I could fit right there in your ski jacket. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. exactly. So um, for the whole package, I'm giving it a seven. For yeah, the flavor enough. alone, yeah. like that, I'd probably go with a six with you. But for the whole package, you give it a lecture point because I think it's right. really cool what they did with it. And, uh, you know, I, I like creativity anyway, so uh, yeah. lecture point for that. But, yeah, as Fair a whiskey, enough, it's man. not really a great whiskey, but it's a great – it's a, it's a, I think it's a good drink. Like if someone gives me, hey, try this apple cider drink. I'd be like, this is a good apple cider drink. If someone said, try this whiskey drink, I'd be like, this is not a whiskey drink. And that's what I'm getting with this. So, yeah, uh, but then again, it is called Sky High Rye. So I think it's more Sky High, which is the cider, I believe, than the rye. I don't know. Plus rye. Yeah, yeah. I'm just but making like, things up. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy I tried it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, really it's just fun. not something I would have all the time. 100%. And I really, yeah, it's, it's really fun whiskey. Or a mixed drink, whatever you want to call it. So again, thank <laughs> yeah. you, Anna, um, again for your second whiskey. That's amazing. You sent us that. So um, Anna, you're 
you are definitely going to be on the uh, the shelf of fame whenever that. Oh, might oh come she's going to be on like the shelf of shelf shelf of fame. Like you know, the shelf of fame has its own sh- little tiny shelf above the shelf. You know. What I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, everyone, thank you so much for um, for being here, spending time with me and Jeff. Even though we are not even together at the moment. Yeah, thanks, but, guys. Um, hey, we're here to put out some content, and um, yeah, we hope you are all here next week for episode eighty six. And don't forget Ooh, to check 86. out our website, agdwpodcast.com. And uh, oh, and guys, yeah. don't forget if if you know if you, if you've lived abroad or just traveled abroad and you got some interesting or funny stories. Send that to us uh, via our contact us page on our website, or th- um, private message on our Instagram, or yes. you know, like uh, what Facebook message. You know, like you know, this is just uh, email. You know, there's so many, so many different ways you can contact us. Uh, just, just for full transparency, uh, Instagram is probably the easiest, quickest way to contact us. That's what we look at the most, just because. I don't know if they better notifications. I really don't know why, but that's what we see the most. Yeah, I, th- I think Instagram and also the contact us form on the website because that also sends us a notification. Whereas, like, true, true, um, through our Wix app. So, uh, but yeah, but it's Anyways, all on the website, baby. It's all there. Any way you do it, we'll still see it. So don't worry. And uh, thanks a lot if you do send us something because it's gonna be fun, man. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so everyone, please stay safe, stay healthy. Really, please stay healthy. But also, stay thirsty. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs)